Too often, the people complain that they have done nothing with their lives, and then they wait for somebody to tell them that that isn't so. Charles Bukowski. Hey, my name is Zach, and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople and the blue-collar middle class. I'm open to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. Hey, hey, welcome to another week. Uh, This one feels weird. I actually feel relaxed, calm. Uh, almost back to normal. I finally got to head back to hockey last week, get some of that aggression out, that uh, that competitive edge, and you know just exert some of that energy. So that's been nice. I uh, got another game coming up this week, and then I imagine we'll be on Christmas break pretty quick here. But uh, anyway, it's nice to kind of start to feel back to normal. Everything's uh, well, you know, normal for today. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been nice. I have nothing to complain about. Um, and this week, I actually wanted to talk about referencing that opening quote by Charles Bukowski, um, is the idea that, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, see this, I'm sure you do, everybody does. Uh, and I've got a bunch of examples written down for this week, but that idea that, that some people, everything is about outside perception or outside recognition, right? It's not for, you know, your own self-worth or that quiet pride or that quiet self-gratitude that you can get if it's if you're doing something for yourself and a lot of this is actually inspired kind of by the book that I'm reading right now well I should air quote that reading I'm listening to the audiobook because it's a massive massive story um, but The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand and it's uh, I'm almost halfway through it right now but it's it's incredible you know I mean Ayn Rand's pretty pretty well known for talking about kind of the idea of the individual uh, striving towards, you know, your own ideal. Um, You know, she's often talked about in, you know, libertarian groups, stuff like that, uh, the value of the individual, again, uh, just reiterating that. But, you know, her philosophies and her writing, this is the first book of hers that I've read. I've got uh, two more actually now since I started this one that I've ordered, but um, I haven't gotten around to reading those yet, so I don't know. I, I just, I really enjoy this book. I'm excited to read Atlas Shrugged and then Anthem are two of the other ones that I have waiting on the back burner. But reading that has kind of inspired this and it's just, you know, made me think of different things through life, like thinking through work or relationships or you see it a lot on social media, obviously, right? That's a, people are always looking for likes, uh, comments, just adoration and more, you know, they're, they're passing the buck as far as that, where they're going to get their self-worth from, from rather than from themselves, from their own accomplishments onto other people and trying to gain adoration from others. Like, okay, so when it comes to work, uh, so the negative aspect I would say of this is, you know, like brown nosers, we've all got them at work. I've worked with them. I've worked with plenty of them. I know, you know, everybody else has everybody in any line of work. You've worked with somebody who, you know, the ones that I've noticed, or at least one of the common themes that I've noticed among the brown nosers is that none of them really kind of enjoy their work. Uh, they don't have any passion in it. And so, you know, it, it, it makes it hard for them to, I think anyway, this is just, this is a lot of it is speculation, obviously. But a lot of the time, I just find that they have a hard time 
finding any pride in their own work because they don't care about what they do. They don't have any drive. They don't have any internal motor that's pushing them forward, urging them to do better. And so it's all about being recognized, being noticed. And that's why they're always trying to do things, you know, in the eye of somebody who's working above them, some superior, they want to be seen doing this good job. But, you know, when they aren't being watched, they're doing absolutely nothing there you know, as we used to say, uh, screwing the pooch or fucking the dog. And that tends to happen a lot. Like that's one of the common themes that I've noticed is, you know, they don't actually like their work. They don't find any value in it. They don't, they don't find any meaning or they don't, you know, there's no, there's no goal. There's no ideal with their work. And that, that is one thing that has kind of has driven me nuts. And again, I'm going to romanticize the trades again this episode because well actually it feels like I haven't for a while I don't think I've talked about anything work related for the past probably two months so I might as well get back to something anyway along those lines but what uh yeah so reading this book or listening to this book and then I was thinking even about doing okay so for example and again not all of you guys are going to get this because you're not all electricians but if you look at your main panel in your house usually it's in your garage or whatever it's where all the circuit breakers are Inside that panel, you've probably never seen what it looks like. I'm positive that probably, well, actually, out of my listener group, a lot of you guys probably have. But most people in general, probably 98% of people have never looked inside their panel. They don't care what it looks like. They've never paid it any attention, never paid it any thought. But like when I'm doing it and when other like good tradespeople that I'm working with, when they're doing a panel, they're doing it knowing that nobody's ever going to look at it except for maybe their boss, like, but again, at a certain stage, nobody even comes and looks at it anymore. You don't need a picture. You don't need anything. It's just go do your job, seal it up and pass it on. Right. So, but the idea is still maintaining that level of pride in your workmanship, maintaining that level of, you know, that not perfection, but you know, you're always chasing it, right? Like you're trying to make it look nice. You're trying to make it look good. You're trying to be efficient with your time, but at the same time, you want to be proud of this product that you're leaving even though nobody will ever notice it and that's kind of as far as electrical goes well I mean a lot of electrical unless you're doing commercial or industrial where you're bending conduit you're running stuff that's going to be exposed in the end of it like now I'm doing a lot of residential so that wiring is all going to be sealed up in drywall you're not going to see it it's going to be in the wall but even with some of the contractors that I've talked to, like they appreciate it, you know, and again, that's a tiny minority of the population and I'm not doing it to, to impress them. I'm doing it because this is the standard that I want to uphold. This is, you know, my mark, my little bit of here where I, where I <laughs> romanticize it again, but my little bit of beautification in the world is I can do that very well. I can make it nice, make it clean, know that it's working properly, but Again, it's something that I can walk away from, be proud of, even if nobody else will ever see it. And so this is, again, it's epitomized with panels because, again, you can you can really make them look pretty. You can make them look nice. Everything's nice, tight corners, tight bends. Everything looks good. And that's with the, uh, the knowledge that nobody's ever going to look at it. But maybe, you know, in taking that that little level of pride or you know, just just doing your work properly, nicely and and doing whatever you can that way, you know, one day, maybe an electrician is going to open it up to work on it. And now you've already set a standard. And so that standard will be upheld, even if it's only by one other person or two other people down the line, you may be able to impact them, maybe they'll see the way that you've done it. And or follow your course, your path. And then that's a little mark that you can make. But 
you're not reliant on anybody else's outside gratitude or their approval for you to feel good about it. You can walk away from a panel. You can walk away from a job knowing that you've done the very best that you could. And that's it. That's good enough. It doesn't matter that nobody else sees it or that nobody else knows about it. You know it. And there's something really valuable about that. So again, in tying that back to the opening quote by Charles Bukowski, like, you know, you can have this idea that you've done nothing with your life because, you know, you're just waiting for somebody else to tell you that that isn't so, that, you know, they've noticed something. But I mean, you can do great things with your life that maybe will go unnoticed a lot of the time, but you may have those little impacts that are really significant on a few people. Like, again, it comes back to even this podcast, right? Like, and I, I was going to say something too. I'm going to scrap that idea of the Patreon for now because honestly, I, I don't know. It still feels a little bit gross to me. <laughs> like I just, I can't do it. I don't know. It, um, the more I thought about it, the, uh, I don't know. It just, it feels, feels a bit grubby. So anyway, but what I'm going to do is whenever I do kind of record these extra episodes, so in the next coming weeks or maybe over Christmas, I'll release them on the Wednesdays because they're shorter episodes, but I do plan on taking a couple of weeks off over Christmas and New Year's, uh, spend with the family, kind of relax, kick back, just uh, take a breather from everything. So maybe I'll release them then, but uh, I am going to just whenever I get the impulse to record something, I'll just release it on this feed as well. I'll, I'll try to, you know, basically whenever. So if you do see the odd random extra episode, it's just it's something that I recorded in my work truck, probably at lunch or coffee, whatever. But uh I'm just going to kind of stick to that. I'm not going to not going to bother with the Patreon for now. If anything ever comes of this, then it's going to come organically. I'm not going to try to push it. So uh, that's kind of my decision here. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever. I'm just uh, I'm just having fun with this thing. And I again, I, I just enjoy it. So but again, even with this podcast. So getting back to that point, um, rather than that tangent was that, uh, you know, when I came into this thing, uh, I didn't have an, uh, an audience. I didn't have really much of a goal other than trying to be consistent and trying to maintain a standard that I'm setting for myself because again like it's it's really easy to to try to measure it on comments or on different whatever input feedback that you get right like it's it, it's again it's kind of uh it's kind of a dual-edged sword because on the one side you know I want to do this and I am doing this for myself on the other side like that, you know, that input is very valuable and it's not something that's always, you know, easy to come by. So it, when you do get feedback or you do get comments, emails, whatever, I appreciate it a ton and I try to, you know, respond back to all of them. Uh, I think I, I do. I stay on top of that pretty well. I'm really bad at emailing out stickers though or mailing out stickers. So uh, I've got a backlog of that right now. I'm going to get them sent out uh, again because of the flooding here. I, I had tried to actually send out a few of them during those weeks and they just got sent back to me. They weren't sending we weren't sending or receiving any mail for a couple of weeks so I will get on top of that I promise you uh, sorry for the delay I'm again I'm really bad at that um but yeah so I'm gonna stick to just doing this podcast for me not trying to force anything but again I, I do love the feedback but it's it's something that I am proud of and that I want to kind of keep a little bit uh I don't know, not tainted, if that makes any sense. So I'm not going to go that route right now. Um, I'm just going to gonna keep this thing organic, keep going, and, you know, whatever comes of it, comes. Now, this next one, I know that all of you guys are going to relate to it and probably will have somebody or some couple that comes to mind right away, because I know I do. Um, but as far as, you know, whether you're doing it for 
yourself for your own kind of individual values, your own gratitude, uh, your own life, you know, like furthering your own life. Uh, it's relationships and people who, <laughs> those ones who post everything to social media. And again, like I don't have to name off the qualities because you probably know somebody right off the top of your head. Um, but this will roll into this will roll into another, the next subject too. But anyway, um, to me, it's just it's bananas because again, the couples that I know that are online that flaunt every single little thing are usually the ones that are the most unhappy. If I'm like if I'm good friends with them in real life, you know, we go hang out, uh, go for dinner uh, pre-COVID for the most part, but you know, you go hang out, you go for dinner and they're both on their phones. They aren't interacting with each other at all. And it's, you know, it's just, it's so obvious that this relationship and the, what they're building that foundation on is outside adoration. It has nothing to do with what's going on internally, or at least, you know, when you're, when you're interacting with them, you, you definitely get that sense. Um, again, like I've seen, uh, I, I, I'm thinking of two couples in particular, like, but this isn't, and I know none of them listen to the podcast. So if you're listening to this, it's not you. I guarantee it. Um, but the other thing, it, it's funny. Like, obviously, people will have, you know, big things, engagement announcements and stuff like that. Which, oh, on that, before I forget, because I will forget. Uh, actually, one of my, I I co-host another podcast. It's called uh, Puck and Flamingos. It's Canucks Corner is the ones that I'm always on. Uh, it's a hockey podcast, so I don't know if you guys, if any of, if there's any overlap between this audience and that audience. But if you do like hockey talk, uh, check out Puck and Flamingos, uh, and the, it's the Canucks Corner episodes that I'm always on. It's a, uh, we have three hosts and we just talk hockey essentially, mainly around the Vancouver Canucks. But if you're interested in that, go check it out. And the reason why this reminded me of it is because my co-host Andrew just got engaged this weekend. So congrats, buddy. And um, you're not one of the couples that I'm talking about, I promise you. But anyway, going back to this. So like, and the other thing that popped into my mind was last week, my wife was hanging out with her friends and they went to this bakery in town and it's my favorite bakery. They have the biggest, uh, the best cinnamon buns I've ever had in my life. Cream cheese frosting, everything. They're massive. They're probably like, honestly, six inches in diameter, maybe eight inches. Some of them, they're huge. And so, you know, they all went out, got one, and she was, you know, she was just thinking of me and picked one up and brought it to go and put it in the fridge for me for when I got home. And, you know, it's little things like that. Like, it's, you know, it's not like, I don't know, it's it's just those little things of people thinking of each other or, you know, the quiet little things in a relationship. Like, her and I, we don't post very much on social media. Uh, if, to any of you guys who are friends with me on social media, I don't post a ton uh, about, you know, our relationship or family life or anything. Like I might update my profile picture once a year when we get family pictures done. That's about it. That's the extent of, of that. It's like, I don't know, everything that we do is in house. We try to, you know, I, we're nurturing the relationship from within. It's not, not worrying about, uh, you know, what other people perceive of it. Like I've had, <laughs> it's funny. I've had friends who are like, Oh, like, how are things going with, with you and Shan and the boys? And I'm like, great. Like uh, they're, they're fantastic. Like, oh, we just never see anything on social media. I'm like, well, I, we just don't post it to social media. It's, you know, that, that's just not our style. We're, we're more reserved that way. But it's just, it's really funny how that, that's all worked out nowadays. And I mean, I get it. Everybody posts everything to social media. I'm not, it's not a, an attack on it. I just think that if you're, if you're going to be doing that, pay more attention, you know, when nobody's watching. That, that still deserves more attention because it's more important. You know, that Those are the building blocks, the foundation. That's the... 
that's the real the real meat and potatoes of a relationship and you know i've some of this stuff i'm just saying as a reminder to myself like to to keep that in mind to to take those extra little steps you know when when nobody's watching or whatever's happening and then now again this is probably another thing that you guys are going to be able to relate to somebody right away is uh the people who <laughs> post every little bit of charity to social media this one drives me crazy like i don't i don't know if there's a post i don't know if there's very many posts that i see where i can physically feel my body tense up and just cringe as i do when i see somebody who's always posting about how oh bought the person behind me and tim hortons a coffee today or whatever whatever anything handing handing a, a coffee to a homeless person whatever it may be and none of this is an attack on doing that i think it's great to be charitable it's great to do that obviously but it's more just Again, it's you're not doing it for that little relationship between you and the person you're giving it to. You're doing it for outside adoration. It has nothing to do with that internal value, those internal, the morals that you're trying to accomplish or or use as guides in your life. Like to me, that part of it is what drives me crazy. Sorry, I just had to go rescue my cat from the closet. The idiot got herself closed in on the bifold doors and was scratching at him. And anyway, sweet dad life, family life whatever anyway uh so yeah that's kind of i don't know i i it's just it's something that really has driven me crazy and again it's not about being selfish with it to me like again if you want to read like a really good philosophical story on it like i'm not done it yet but the fountainhead by ayn rand and with uh you know howard rourke being the main character and peter keating kind of being his rival it seems like in this the the antagonist like it's a great book. It's just, it's cool. It, the way that she lays it out, um, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me to read. And that's kind of what sparked my mind thinking about all this stuff. Because, I mean, for me, like, if you're doing it for yourself, then no one but you is in control of your self-worth. And I think that's one of the most important concepts that I'm trying to get across here in all this babbling. But it's, um, I don't know, I think, uh, I think it's important. And again, like, you can see it across... Uh, relationships across people's you know charitable donations stuff like that or in in work again because it's a lot of the time and a lot of the time like most of our work is those fine minute details that nobody else is really going to notice unless you know they're in maybe the same career as you or you know it really matters and in this book it's actually it's it's ironic it's a lot about trades construction and engineering and um why am i blanking on this right now it is late uh, architecture, sorry. So, uh, you know, the main, the main protagonist is an architect, but he also works in the trades and does physical labor. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's fascinating. It's the way that he finds, um, value out of all that work, out of whatever it may be like, yeah, his main passion is architecture, but he's not willing to bend to other people's approval. So, you know, goes back into the trades, goes back into working at a quarry in a, in a granite quarry and just, you know, finding value in whatever he's doing. And I think it's, it's really inspiring. It's really interesting to hear that perspective. And look, like all of this has made it sound really glorifying and great and easy almost. Um, it's not right. Like, I mean, we all know this. If you're, it's really easy to do something if you're getting outside, you know, glorification or congratulations or, you know, whatever you're, you're getting praise heaped on you, right? It's really easy to keep going. But 
you know, th- that's the that's the thing about this is that if you're able to develop that internal fire, that that internal drive where you're not dependent on what other people think, you're not dependent on, you know, whether everybody around you agrees with you or not, um, it'll drive you to do some amazing things. I mean, human beings are, you know, like we're forces in nature. We really can be like whether it's good or bad. We can absolutely be forces in nature. And, you know, the way I think of it is obviously in the good sense. Obviously, there's a lot of negatives to this, too. Like, I'm not trying to be naive or some idiot about this. But, you know, if you're if you're thinking, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe who knows, maybe you're, uh, you know, a little pebble that gets tossed into a puddle. But, you know, you make little waves. You have cause and effect around people around you. You know, maybe you want to be that pebble. Maybe you are just more comfortable being part of the wave, part of the crowd, you know, the one that reacts and kind of moves around with whatever's going on in the current zeitgeist. But, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't, you know, maybe you're, or maybe, you know, on a bigger scale, maybe you're a tremor at the bottom of the ocean that causes a tsunami and waves spread out in every direction from you. And, you know, I mean, you little things, little, little decisions, little you know, directions in life can have huge impacts, resounding impacts around you. And I think that that's, that's something to keep in mind. And again, like it's not going to be, if you're part of that wave, you're not really influencing anything. You're just on for the ride. But if you're the person who wants to get that going, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be some moment of, you know, it, it's going to be some conflict that starts it off, right? Some tension, some pressure. That's That's what starts things off. That's what causes those kind of ripple effects and those those social implications that that reach a lot farther but it it always stems from somebody who's got that internal drive that internal set of ideals that they're they're going for and I'm gonna read a quote here this is actually a a number of single sentence quotes from Rosa Parks but it's it's kind of been joined together just because it they do actually make sense in in one little paragraph so uh, this is from Rosa Parks you must never be fearful about what you are doing when it is right Each person must live their life as a model for others. I would like to be remembered as a person who wanted to be free, so other people would also be free. I knew someone had to take the first step, and I made up my mind not to move. Now that is again, so that's Rosa Parks referencing when she talks about uh, she made up her mind not to move. That's obviously talking about the bus when she was asked to move so that a white person could take her spot. And, you know, my my guess is that she was probably in a bus that was predominantly white. If, you know, if they had one more white person coming on and she, you know, it was the law at the time that she had to give up her spot. They weren't going to ask any of the white people to get off the bus. So, you know, I mean, she was in probably a very tense situation from what I could imagine. Like, again, this is, this is hard to, uh, it's hard to imagine kind of what that would have been like, what that feeling would have been. But, you know, there would have been a lot of tension there and she would have had, uh, I well, presumably next to zero support and adulation around her. You know, that would have been a pressure cooker of a situation. She ended up getting arrested. It's, but she stood up for her own ideals, which in kind of with hindsight being 2020, now in again, the year 2021, that is a remarkable step that she took. That that took an, a remarkable amount of internal fortitude to sit there and just say, no, I won't move. This isn't right. This isn't correct. And I know it's not. And, you know, maybe I'm just one person, but, and, you know, I don't think she had, obviously the, the people around her were, again, going to be predominantly white. So it's not like she was making a statement to everybody that, you know, this is what you all have to do, but it was just her own internal protest. And, 
you know, that small group of people that just from one person, the waves that that created and the way that that affected society, it is incredible. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about here is it's it's not always easy, you know. And again, there's another quote here that I just want to talk about. It's actually the title of one of Charles Bukowski's books, but I mean, it's attributed to him. It's a quote. So uh, what matters most is how well you walk through the fire. And again, Charles Bukowski, that lines right up with this again. You know, that's where you're really tested as a person, you know, and that's why all the rest of the stuff that I've talked about this episode, I mean, it seems superfluous, it seems stupid when it talks about, you know, relationships or at work, just taking pride in the little things that nobody's ever going to see and building up that idea of self-confidence or, again, doing the things in your relationship that aren't going to be noticed by the outside world, but internally, you know they're there, you know that you know that you're building a strong foundation, that you have, your relationship has a strong set of morals and ideals, stuff like that, the little things that don't get noticed, but you're able to build yourself up from the inside rather than, again, requiring people around you to to really count against your self-worth or to build up your self-worth. If you're able to do it yourself, man, you can move mountains. Like you can, you know, spark waves. Like it, it's just... It's incredible. And we have, you know, obviously these were the the couple of quotes and couple of people that I looked up uh, for this episode. But, you know, think think back to whoever your heroes are, whoever maybe you've you look up to or you you really consider a heroic or a stand up individual throughout history. Like what have they done? Would you think that did they did they do something that was right along with that present day zeitgeist where they didn't have to take a stand? There wasn't a moment of tension or pressure where they had to really stand up on their own two feet and act, you know, aligned with their own internal compass? Of course they did. That's that's what creates those legendary characters throughout human history. It's being able to stand up against, you know, whatever kind of odds it is, but they've got that internal fire that burns hotter than whatever the people around them are trying to heap onto them, whatever pressure cooker they're in. And that, to me, is... Yeah, that's kind of what I gathered or what I'm gathering out of the Fountainhead. It's kind of Howard Rourke's fight to to keep that internal drive pure, to, to not worry about the external adulation and the congratulations and the, the awards and all that stuff. Like it's again, like I'm, I'm getting way too far in the weeds again because it's it's like you guys have read it. You haven't or maybe some of you have and you know what I'm talking about or and maybe the dark or the book takes a dark turn. And I'm about to be in for it. So but so far, I'm absolutely loving it. It's been yeah, it's a great book. Again, I'm kind of air quote reading it by listening to the audio book, but it's 33 hours, I think, of audio. So I mean, for me to sit down and read that much, it's that would take me a long time to get through. So I do enough driving at work. It's where I kind of uh, make the most of my time in reading audiobooks. It means I fall behind on podcasts, but, you know, it is what it is. I'll catch up on them eventually. But, uh, yeah, if, if there's anything for this week, I don't think there's, you know, all those quotes that I read already, I, I think they're really applicable. Um, if there's anything to, to kind of... Yeah, if I could leave you with a few words here, it'd be, you know, seeking outside approval versus self-fulfillment and a sense of quiet pride in your accomplishments is just, to me, it's the wrong way to go. To me, if if you're always reliant on outside, I don't know, outside approval, um, again, adulation, whatever it is, like if you're always reliant on that, that's what you, that's what you use as your kind of gauge for what you're doing in your life, then 
you're never, ever going to be able to stand up in a situation where it matters. You know, again, thinking back to any of your heroes, anybody who you really hold in high esteem throughout history, you're never going to really stand up in a situation that that made them the mythic person that they are now. And so it's just, it's the little things. Again, it's at work, it's in relationships, it's with family, it's it's just doing those little things. It's with charity. It's it's about building that relationship with whoever, you know, you're being charitable to, whoever, you know, it, but it's not about, it's not about gaining those brownie points on social media or getting the claps on the back from everybody. It's, if you can start doing that stuff when nobody is watching, then when people are watching and when it really, really matters, people are going to notice. And so start sharpening that sword, start start honing those skills when nobody's watching, when the pressure isn't on, and then when, when the pressure does kind of mount and you're really put into one of those pressure cookers, you're going to be ready. And it's not going to matter nearly as much what those around you think of you when you're really faced with that situation. And you're going to know that based off of what, you know, your internal drive is, your internal will, your internal moral compass, you know, live by that and you live a really happy life. Not even happy. I don't know if that's the right word, but a fulfilled, a directed, a guided life. Like it's, it's got meaning. And that's, uh, that's kind of all that I can really hope for is, is living a meaningful life. One that I can, I can be internally happy about at the end of the day that I'm proud of. And so anyway, I think that's it for this week. I've rabbled on enough. Um, anyway, thanks for sticking around and I'll talk to you all again next week. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you all again soon.